Hello and welcome to Public Access America. This is just the tip. Yeah, one thing I um, notice a lot with the people that don't want us to have things is they're like, but the Constitution. And I feel like they happen to forget in the Constitution, I'm pretty sure I may be wrong, for like the amendments at least, the 14th. The 14th Amendment is all people in America and born in America are citizens and they shall not have their rights taken away without due process of law. Boom. If they want to be so, but the Constitution, then follow the Constitution. Like, That's right. <laughs> yeah. Turns out people have a voice and they use them when given the chance. We're going to continue Sunday's show right now. Thank you for being here. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, and love. Just the tip, just the tip, just the tip. Thank you. It is time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth the land. and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning, it is not the finale. And that's why we're here. And that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority. Creative minority. Creative minority. A way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. And we're back. That's the glories of the live the live stream, and it's always funny because every somebody always laughs when we do that. They're like, "Wait, why the fuck do we do this?" <laughs> yeah, but then they hear the podcast and they're like, "Oh, that made sense." Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's why we broke it up. <laughs> so, so here we go. This is, I think I think this part's going to be a lot of fun right here. You know, why don't we? You know, Jay, what questions do you have for Deja? Either about history, about you know what they're doing to help make a difference. Uh, in in their local community, you know what what questions do you have for Deja? Um, I'm not sure, honestly. <laughs> I I have one. Like, I'll start. Yeah, you can go ahead. I yeah, and get. I like to. I like to give guests a time to think about Deja. Which one is more important? The fact that people like us really really love you, or the fact that there's people out there that really really hate you? Ooh, damn, uh, Jason! Whoa. <laughs> well, she I, said she's an optimist, so I want to yeah. hear. <laughs> so I don't think either is more important than the other because, um, you know, you can't have people that really, really love you without there being people that really, really hate you, and unfortunately, that's just a factor in this world. And the people, and both to me means the same thing. The people that really, really love me love me because of the work that I'm doing. And the people that really, really hate me, hate me because of the work that I'm doing. So therefore, they're like on equal footing. And it's like, hey, you know what? I just like the, the only part that bothered me for a long time about the people that hated me as I started, you know, growing and, and progressing and all of those things is that I had so many people telling me that I couldn't fight back. I couldn't respond. I couldn't acknowledge. I couldn't do any of those things that I learned to do because I had to because of who I was now telling me that I couldn't do that. And what I realize now is that no, actually it's just the opposite. Like, uh, no, I'm going to respond back to you, Mark Siegel's of the world. No, I'm mm-hmm. going to respond back to you. You know, you bigots. No, I'm going to respond back to you when you lie on me or you accuse me of something that isn't true. Yes. I'm going to respond back to you. And no, it's not always going to be in the most polite, well-spoken manner, because that's not, um, I'm sorry, I didn't have the, the privilege of, of living in that world my entire life. And um, there's a woman, um, I, I guess I shouldn't give her name on here. I want to so bad. <laughs> um, she's a, a rich, middle-aged, miserable 
white lady that lives here in Center City, a lot of access to privilege. She ran for this seat before. And she was going around telling people in the district not to vote for me because of my temperament. And it was like, yeah, well, you know, Marissa, it's really nice that you have an issue with my temperament. You have an issue with my temperament because you're not used to people speaking their mind and being authentic and responding back to bullshit. You are used to everybody tap dancing around everything and pretending like, you know, it, things don't affect other people. No, they don't affect you because you have a lot of wealth and privilege. And so you don't get to tell somebody like me how I am supposed to respond to something. And if you think that you can, then you are actually the problem. You are not only still living in a very misogynistic um, bubble, even as a woman, but you're, you're living in a bit of a self-loathing place. You're also, I believe, living in a very transphobic space because you're kind of like, well, she's not qualified. Why am I not qualified? What makes you qualified, Marissa? The fact that you were raised with money and access to a lot of things that I didn't have access to? Ooh, she said the name. Is that what makes you more qualified? Like, so when you say things like that, it, it like, oh, okay, I see what you're really saying there. But they stay just at that little line. So for me, it's, it's equal. The people that hate me, hate me because of what I do. And the people that love me, love me because of what I do. As long as you remember to give the people you love that much passion to. Yeah. One, a quote that I may be getting wrong, but it kind of reminded me of, like, this conversation kind of reminded me of is like, the axe swings, but the tree remembers. Mm. Like, yes, you may, like, you may not know when you're, like, like you may be asking something that you think is a simple question but the person that you are asking to may have gone through that multiple multiple times and they keep remembering so yes they may have like an outburst all of a sudden but that's because they've had to deal with it yeah. constantly you just don't know it and it's i feel like people don't think about that yeah. a lot it's like i get that all the time yeah. I feel like. What's it like well, to be blind? Fuck you. <laughs> Close your eyes, dude. <laughs> I feel like that people don't um they don't make enough effort to try and live outside of their own experience. Right. Right? Like, let me look at you and imagine just for a minute what it would be like to not be able to see. You know, let me look at you um for just a minute and imagine what it would be like to walk down the street afraid of the police because you know they might racially profile you. That's right. Let me look at you and imagine just for a minute that I couldn't go into a dressing room in a store because mm -hmm. people might perceive me to be different than how I identify. And yep. so people are not willing to put themselves, you know, it, it's, it's, um, they can't, guess what, they can't guess what that perspective is though like all, but what, they're not what, even making when, an effort but when somebody looks at you they have no frame of reference so they use until you fill in the picture they use their memories and their knowledge which is not of anything like you and so the picture doesn't line up and they're confused about yeah. it because they, they they can't have jay's experience till they've talked to jay but once you talk to jay you want to advocate for her perspective and you can do that you can put all of these perspectives on at the same time and see the world rationally but you got to meet these people first yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. and for me like i want to hear the other perspective i want to hear the younger generation like jay i want to yeah. like the fact that jay is quoting books and talking about what they want to do with their yeah. their life and that they want to continue their artwork is a beautiful amazing thing to me because me it means okay we've we've made some change we're getting somewhere because now here's somebody like jay but then you also have to be able to listen to Jay so mm -hmm. that Jay can also tell me what isn't being done that needs to be done and, and what their perspective is so that I'm not just seeing it through my lens. And people just are not willing to do that anymore. Right. Yeah. 
Well, uh, yeah, and that's why it's nice giving you my perspective because your perspective is so unique and mine is so bland <laughs> in majority <laughs> that I'd much rather that you go with your perspective than mine. <laughs> I don't want to change your mind on any issues. Yeah. Can no. I ask Jay? Can I ask Jay a question? Do it. Yeah. What? What is? What is? Give me a couple books that I that I'll enjoy reading. That'll that'll make me feel good. Oh, uh, I want to be educated. Well, I don't know necessarily what your taste in books is. Audio. Audiobooks? Okay. Uh, then that helps. Oh, I don't really listen to audiobooks. Really? Sorry. Because I have to have it with reading. But if there are some <clears throat> audiobooks, I honestly mostly read manga. Okay. But I really liked this book called symptoms of being human it's um it's sad kind of <laughs> but i read it in like three days and i don't read books that quickly cool <laughs> like i it takes me a while to read books because i struggle with reading mm. but i read this in like less than three days and honestly it probably only took a couple of hours because i read it at night and then fell asleep but it's about this person trying to figure out their experience with um, their gender identity and trying to figure out about themselves with a bunch of discrimination, like people trying to ask like, oh, but just like what's in your pants, which is a lot of like, that's a huge issue with it uh -huh. but it's a good book about like non-binary people okay. and there is a moment that i would put probably a trigger warning for like um like just essay <laughs> so it is a good book but it's also sad and i'm just, for a happier book i trying to think that's cool i i think you should read queer there and everywhere because it talks a lot about historical figures in their lives and it's it's really nice and then for i'm gonna recommend a manga too cool. i think you should read spy x family <laughs> wow somebody just recommended that last night on a show that's going to be oh. next month on another podcast. Oh, that's so cool. Well, I think you should read Spike's Family. I'm currently watching it, but um, it's so cute. It is so cute. that <laughs> I love it so much, and that's one of the happier ones. So cool. uh, I would recommend that one. All right. Anybody else have any <laughs> questions? Um, let's see. Uh, you know, let's. I, I got a great question for Jay. I think this will be a fun one. Jay, wh how has um, LGBTQ representation come out for you, especially being an Instagram artist? Like, are you starting right. to see? Are you starting to see more LGBTQ art out there? Um, or, you know, just kind of, just kind of tell us about what your world looks like right now in, in the social media realm. Well, in the social media realm, I would say it's just like, oh, you see a lot of, at least in my experience, because I try to interact with that kind of stuff. There's a lot of LGBT art that I see because people want themselves represented and they also want other representation too. So I see a lot of like headcanons of characters, actual like canon material that they redraw. And it's usually stuff that makes people like really happy to see because they're finally seeing themselves in like shows or whatever. And I try to be that, like try to make a lot of LGBT art like a lot <laughs> like uh you don't really see any uh like not lgbt art honestly if it's not like 
LGBT. It's just a cool action shot that I thought would be great to see. And it's just in media, it's um, a lot of people try to consume themselves in more LGBT media because they don't see that in their real lives really so they have to try to find it somewhere else so they find it in like shows movies and books and they draw it because it makes them happy so just everywhere it's everywhere and it's so pretty and i'm just like man (laughs) i want to do that and that's most if i think that's what it is what, if I answered the question. Yeah. What would do you do you really get do you get a lot of interaction from people who think what you do is, you know, wrong or gross or evil or disgusting or anything like that? No. <laughs> uh I won't be surprised if one day that happens. Usually they don't interact with me because I don't try to engage in that kind of like drama on the internet or whatever but uh just mostly seeing what people see a lot of headcanons that people have of characters they really do not like it like for example in the my hero fandom there are many many lgbtq headcanons and since there's so many characters there's a lot of shipping and one thing that people hesitate about with the My Hero fandom is the fandom is bad, toxic, whatever. There's too much shipping. And to that, I say there's shipping in every fandom. It's just since there's so many characters in My Hero, they have more of an opportunity to just do whatever they want with it. And also, one of the like biggest things I see is um, there's a headcanon for my hero, for specifically Deku, that he's bi, right? But so many people like to go, Deku's straight. Okay, where does the author say that? He just did. When? Give me evidence right now that the author said that he's straight. Give me evidence where the author said he was bi. I didn't say that. I just have that headcanon. And it's just... The instant reaction to people saying that he has to be straight is so weird. Like, why does he have to be? Tell me that right now. Why does he have to be straight? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, it's just... Because. Just because. He has to be. How dare you make it gay? I'm just like, leave me alone. I don't even know you. <laughs> like, what? Now, and, do you see, but do you see, like, where other people, so you, you're kind of touching on that a little bit, but, like, for other artists, you know, do you ever see comments, like, you know, outright hate comments show up on other artists' feeds, you know, over, over you know, headcanons and things like that? Yeah, yeah. Actually, recent one, there's this artist that I follow called Zoe uh, Zoe P illustration and they draw a lot of um my hero art and shipping stuff and they posted one for a ship called Kiribaku which is the ship between Kirishima and Bakugo in my hero and a lot of people decide to go on that post and be like but they're both straight they can't be gay how dare you make them gay that's disgusting I'm like why are people so just like Oh, another thing that happened recently, not in the My Hero fandom, is someone had a headcanon that uh, Mike from Stranger Things is, like, gay or bi, and someone said, repeat after me, Mike is not an F-slur, he is a straight man. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) It's yeah, it's a it's a valid question. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's what? it's unfortunate because like, you know, there it just goes to show that there's still you know no matter the realm or no matter the medium, there's still always going to be people out there that just refuse to let slash allow someone to either a be gay if they don't know that they're gay, 
or if you know even just allowed the idea that you know gay could exist within the realm of possibility for uh, a particular character yeah it's so weird how instant people are like let me talk about how wrong you are even though we're literally saying it's a head cannon it's not canon at all <laughs> like we want that representation so we kind of project it onto our characters because we don't see that so we're like oh mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. cuz yes we do see a lot more now but it's not as much as it could be <laughs> it's not as it's not as much as it could be it's not as in depth as it could be it's not portrayed as well as it could be it's not in as many popular tv shows as it could be you know it, yeah just think about it like this we shouldn't really have to be freaking out about the idea that there's a gay character in the show mm-hmm. like it should just be normal so, so what you're saying is, is that, you know, for, for your generation, you know, thanks to the technology that you have, you're able to create more of the representation that you'd like to see. Exactly. Cool. Like, also the freaking out part that I was saying, yes, be excited. That's not what I'm saying, but we should not be like, oh my God, there's a gay character. We should not be like, it shouldn't be like that. It should be normalized. We're like, awesome. I think it's pretty cool that somebody created a character that was so much of a vessel that it could be anything to so many people, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the art of it. Like you can, you can see what you want to see in the character or you don't have to. And none of us are the same. There's 7 billion of us that would see the character slightly different if it's done right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's what's cool. But it also slides past any identity doesn't it mm-hmm. by not giving anybody an official mike is gay you know <laughs> by not stating oh, it on the show yeah. it lets it's just yeah with that mike is gay thing it's just with that if he doesn't turn out to be like gay or bi or whatever i won't call that queer baiting but if will doesn't turn out to be gay or bi i will just mm. That is the most intense queer baiting you could ever do, especially setting him up to be like gay from the beginning. It's just, yeah, no. <laughs> There's a lot also with queer baiting, but. Wow. <laughs> now, Deja, for you, what did what did queer representation in art look like for you coming up? What you know, you know, in a in a way, like you know, the kids the kids these days they have their own underground medium through digital channels. What did that look like for you? Oh, um, there really so there wasn't any open representation, but I grew up in the generation of um, I guess you call the genre music rock and roll so motley crew twisted sister you know mm-hmm. and where they all had long hair they all wore right. makeup they all wore high heel boots they all wore but yet they were all straight as an arrow and homophobic and transphobic and were they other things and it's like you're painted oh, yeah. like everybody go do drag to- um drag queen story time um but it's funny because it's just popped up. I was listening to 98.1 in my car the other day. My boss and I were in the car and Twisted Sister came on and he was like, oh my God, I remember this song. I was like, yeah, me too. I said, I was so disappointed to find out that the guy that um, I always thought performed in drag was so homophobic. Oh, <laughs> uh, D. Snyder, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, That's sad. Yeah, there just, there wasn't really any representation um back then it just it it wasn't in any form um you know i never understood how anybody possibly thought prince was straight Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know he he was what he wanted to be when he wanted to be it he was a role model of mine you know what i mean yeah you find a silk shirt that looks good and feels good you put that on you know know, there are a lot of men and women out there that will argue with their like oh no he was straight Mm -hmm. 
Head cannon. Yeah. Yeah, I had the straight head cannon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did I use that right? That's the first time I ever used the word. Did I use it right? (laughs) I just, with also just with uh, also people thinking that people are straight in media. Have you guys seen Yuri on Ice? Mm -mm. Probably, they probably haven't. No. Okay, so Yuri on Ice is about uh, sk- no figure skating, like ice skating, and it is very much very gay. <laughs> and the two main characters, Victor and Yuri, are very in love at this point. Like, that is the best word I can describe it. They had an on-screen kiss, but it was covered with the arm for censorship because mm. still Japan is still censoring things, right? Huh. But people still think those two are straight after the kiss and they're just best friends. That wear each other's wedding rings <laughs> or engagement yeah. rings. They're, they literally have promise rings with each other. Aww. And people are like, they're just best friends. They're besties. I'm like, what? And I think what, <laughs> I think what Deja is saying and, and what I'm saying is that you get to make the history here you know what i mean like there hasn't been any up until now and now jay it's kind of up to you you your art is going it's going to form the next generation's view and perspective yeah so yeah so i want to know what you do i want to know what you do (laughs) i want to commission some pieces of art and hang them on my wall so i can say yep i remember (laughs) there you go (laughs) That's cool. That would be epic. I haven't. I've been commissioned once, and I still haven't gotten the money for it. But it's fine. What? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I don't really care, honestly, oh, no. because that one I was just like, that sounds cool. So I don't really care if I get the money can for I ha- it. Can I but... have? Well, who? How much was it? Can I have it? Uh, it was like a thirty dollar commission. Awesome. <laughs> Do you still have it? I'll buy it right now. Uh, I. Do you still have it? But it's very like a specific thing that they wanted. Uh-oh. I'm not sure. Did they? Yeah. Did they never they like? Wanted... Did they never like send you any money or try to figure out how to pay you or anything like that? No. Are they still even in contact with you? Yes. Yeah, yeah and I want to. I want to steal so, it, or at least let them know there's content in which somebody's going to steal it if they don't pay you for it. Just go ahead and say the right. name. I've been saying names. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Hold on. Let me see if I can. Let, let me see if she I can find a high quality names. photo of it. <laughs> uh, That's cool. We'll talk. We'll do on. more of that off. I I just started I following did... you. I just want more colorful. I'm blind and I see colors really well, so I don't. So Ooh. I did this piece with uh, these two characters. It's a human version of magenta and blue. That's cool. From blues clues and i was like yeah i'll draw them i like that together for me it's about the colors i like that i would buy that put it on my wall and just i noticed that Uh, look i'm gonna be moving in a few months so i'm gonna be looking for some new artwork for my walls yes Mm. i'll make sure that i get in contact jay because i love color me too color is something like there should always be vibrant pops of color exactly Bright red, top one. <laughs> I, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Everywhere. I use red for my color for line art. Like, I don't have black line art. It's bright red all the time. <laughs> and what does red mean to you? What does it symbolize? Uh, I just like it. It's pretty. <laughs> I sometimes it's I have simple. I'm happy with yeah. that. Yeah, I, I have a red. lot of favorite characters that use red as their colors. Like, for example, again, Kirishima for My Hero has a lot of reds. Will wears a lot of reds. And um, I just, I don't know. I like the way it looks, especially when it's super saturated. Pretty. So Jay, I got a I got a comment here about Sailor Moon and Sailor Uranus. And oh, Neptune. Yeah. Are right. they're together, right? I think so. I haven't really seen okay. Sailor Moon, honestly. Starfighters. But, they're men. Right. But when yeah. they transform. I also think one that's of from them Doxy, by the way. So hi Doxy. I th- 
<laughs> Hi. I think one of the Sailor Moon characters is also gender fluid or like by gender. I forget exactly what it is, but um I think it's like the blonde one with short hair. They were described as both a man and a woman. Mm. And I was like, that's epic. It's just a lot of a sa- the Sailor Moon creators actually really good about um making LGBT characters and her husband which is the creator for Hunter Hunter in Yu Yu Hakusho there are trans characters or trans character and uh in Hunter Hunter there's a lot of queer coding in some of the characters and it's really cool to see I love that mm-hmm. I didn't I had no idea I didn't know anything about that so thank you docs for that kind of, that question public access America it's always funny because like especially because as you know libertarians we get a ton of shit even amongst other libertarians we're... I think political philosophy is a lot like religion and where there's moments you have to go on faith and trust what somebody else is saying the main the main focus is it's like less dependence on the government because well we've seen how that's gone and you don't have to do that if you think about it in a human way you know more dependence on connections with each other you can always bring it back to what would one human do for another what would a hundred do for a hundred people looking out for people find public access america anywhere you find your favorite podcast every sunday and thursday and join the chat on youtube at public access america every sunday noon eastern 9 a.m pacific communities looking out for community public access america history in the making, making history in the making, in the making, in the making. So I want to ask, I want to, I want to ask you guys both because Deja, there was just a shooting in Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. And and Jay, you you do shooter drills, right? Can we? I don't remember the last time I did one, but oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing to hear, by the way. Can I can I yeah. just get you guys to talk a little bit about how you're feeling about that stuff? Schools and shootings and Yeah. Um it's, it's funny how I'm I've been having this discussion with a good friend of mine who um manages a couple of the clubs here and um sometimes I help them out on the weekends. And so him and I have been talking about the shooting that just happened here down on South Street and um, we live right off of South Street. Like, you step out our door, make a left, you're on South Street. That's what I thought, so I had to bring it up. Sorry, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, I was working that night at the club, so I had people text me, are you okay? Where are you? And, you know, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, like, you know, I'm good. What's going on? And then when I saw what had happened, so um, Friday, Martin, who's a very good friend of mine who runs the clubs, says... Deja, like, you know, he always comes to me with like these these kinds of questions because he's one of the people that great guy, great member of the community, has a lot of he's super smart, a lot of good ideas, but he's afraid to ask questions or speak up because he's afraid he's going to get attacked by the, right. the angry mob. That's right. And um, so he said, What about that mass shooting on South Street? And I said, Well, I said, Martin. You know, actually, I would not categorize it as a mass shooting. And he's like, really? And I said, no. And he said, why not? And I said, because to me, now I associate mass shootings or mass shooters with people that go get the gun, make a plan, go to a specific place where they will be able to, Mm. you know, shoot many people. These people got into a fight on South Street and then just started shooting. Oh, wow. And so to me, in my mind, it was a little different. And he was like, oh, okay. But then yesterday he came back. He goes, you know what? I want to revisit that question. He said, because isn't that just semantics? Because at the end of the day, we're still talking about multiple people that got killed. And, And he had like a valid point. Like he has a different point of view than I do. And it made me see it a little bit differently while I still believe that there should be a separate definition of mass shootings. Mm-hmm. But he also got me to see it from, you know, what probably the same way that a lot of other people see it who aren't like as involved in 
the work with the police and politics and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And so we had the discussion again last night about it. And it just, it's, um, it's like, for you example, know, uh, you know, everybody talks solutions. Everybody talks about, you know, they try to overarch it. It's like, you know, for example, a lot of people, you know, use the term gun violence, you know, like uh, there was an article here in the news um, last week about how Montana, you know, has a huge problem with gun violence. But then in the article, they go on to explain that of all the people that have died by guns in the state of Montana, 84% of it is suicide. And it's like, does that really classify as violence? Because most of us think of violence as an act against somebody else, not right. necessarily an act against yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we're talking about all of these kids that are in the streets shooting each other, mm -hmm. talk about common sense gun laws, how affected are they going to be by this? Because most of the guns they get are illegal. Um, mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, they're being purchased legally or whatever. I guess it, eventually over a period of time, we would see less guns on the street. So we would have to look at it as like a long-term solution. Um, you know, I just, I think it's two very different things, even though they both involve guns and violence. Mm -hmm. You know, these people that go on a mission to shoot up a specific place and to probably kill a lot of people versus people that are in, that are fighting with each other. And so now I've got to go get you. And so I show up wherever you're at and I just start firing at the crowd that you're in. Um, although they are two very different acts, it is, they both still involve gun violence. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe Martin has a point of for the, you know, for the general population, not separating it. Because mm -hmm. if we do start to break it down in the semantics, then it makes it more difficult to pass the laws and stuff. And Martin really had me thinking about that last night. And I told him, I was like, I, I really appreciate that. Well, that's where, like, you know, even still, it's like, you know, there was a huge study about gun buyback programs that came out here uh, about a month ago. And what it showed is, is that it did, it actually didn't help at all in terms of reducing violence because yeah. all that happened was, is that people who were legal firearm owners gave up their guns, but people who were illegal firearm owners didn't. Why? Because, you know, if you're not supposed to have a gun and you show up to turn it in, you're getting arrested. Well, you know, um, that's, and that's one of the tough parts is, is that, you know, a lot of the laws, you know, you have, you have a real, you have a real difficult prospect here because the laws only affect the people who actually follow them, not the people who haven't been following them from the get go. And, 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 uh, you know, that's something that, you know, even I struggle with is, is that, you know, I understand a lot of the laws that people want to pass, but those laws haven't done anything except continue to restrict people that are legal owners. There are some definite common sense things that absolutely make sense. You know, I used to teach firearms safety and shooting. And for me, as you know, I, one of the most dangerous things about being a gun owner is, you know, when you have somebody who has zero knowledge, zero training, zero anything when it comes to guns, and then you put a gun in their hands and they don't know what the hell they're doing. You know, that's, yeah. you know, there's a lot of individual shootings because somebody who doesn't know what they're doing with a firearm accidentally shoots somebody. Yeah, like a kid shooting their sibling. Or their parent. That just happened here yeah. not that long ago, too. Yeah. Yeah, but just it's scary being at school and on the bathrooms, it says... Oh, if you're in the bathroom and there's a shooting, lock the door and hide. That should not be on the bathrooms. <laughs> we shouldn't have to do school drills or shooting drills for that. It's just... I don't disagree. I absolutely agree with that. And, you know, it's... Again, we've politicized it. Now it's okay for our youth to walk into the bathroom in their school and see signs like that, but yet our politicians are not 
showing our youth that they actually care by trying to address the violence that's happening, the mass shootings that's yeah. happening, the gun violence altogether. And so I feel like that sends such a subconscious message to many of you that, um, you know, the the gun lobby, you know, industry is more valuable than our youth and their lives. Well, I mean, unfortunately, we know it's true because the gun lobby industry is, you know, donating hundreds of millions of dollars a year to political campaigns. It is more not valuable. Not to schools. Exactly. Sorry. Exactly. That's the difference. You know, it's, it's the, you know, kids are our future, but you know what money is now. So fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish we could convince more people to start paying attention to those politicians and their financial reports and start voting them out of office. But somehow, well, not somehow. I know how, I, they put they, these politicians and the Republican Party in general has gotten very good at marketing to people's ignorance and fear and hate and bias. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that keeps they them sh- supporting them. In my personal opinion, I think there should be like an age limit to people yeah, who start it. running for office. No, I love Jay. She's awesome. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I just, I just like, I don't need a, a 70 year old person telling me what's good for me now because our views are going to obviously be very different because of where you grew up in. Yeah. Like people take into account don't take into account the fact that people like where they grew up in determines their actions when they grew up in determines their actions and it's just what the needs of people in like their 70s are significantly different to the people what like the needs of people my age agreed and like, I get that there should be, like, an age, like, thing for, like, uh, president, like, 35, whatever it uh, is right minimum. now. But I also don't. Right. Yeah, the minimum. But there should also be a max because there's a. If you're too old to drive, you should not be <laughs> running a country. <laughs> you, you, you know and that's that's one of those things like you know thank you for that by the way you know and <laughs> there's i'm too old oh and god. blind to drive so that's hilarious <laughs> to me <laughs> oh my god you know, no just like happily it, by the way. i mean like age-wise you know in a lot of ways i get what you know they're going for it's kind of like when they have you know when you have the commission on, you know, diversity and you look at that commission and every fucking person is white. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Or, you know, the commission, uh, you know, like, for example, like everybody wants to talk about what the youth needs. Then you look at it. It's uh-huh. all like fucking, you know, 55 to, you know, 65 year old white men. And it's like, um, yeah. Ah, yes, because that's the youth. Uh, My children told me what they wanted over dinner, and it was stern warnings. (laughs) Right. So it's like, what the hell is, what the hell is this? Like, you know, if you don't include those voices in, in your, your government, if you don't include those voices in your, uh, in any sort of discussion, Mm -hmm. why are you surprised then when, you know, the youth get pissed off. They vote you out of office when they can finally vote. Right. You know, nobody stands up for them. That's nobody, why they're, they're trying to bring elections now because they know a lot of them. The youth are coming of age and the youth aren't as blind. Right. And so they're trying to set it up so that they won't be able to be booted out of office. Yep. It's, 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 it's one of those things like they sit down and they go, oh, well, you know, you know, I've I've heard I even heard someone pitch the idea of raising the age that you can vote to 21. And I'm like, no, that's bullshit. No, we talked about if lowering can, it to 16 or 18. If, you know, <laughs> if at 18 I'm allowed to give myself to the army to be able to fight, yeah. I should be able to vote. And I want to raise the limit to get into the army to 21 because I'm tired of that argument. <laughs> that's fair. 
Because I want it to be, well, if I can get into the army, I can have this gun. Well, then, you know, you can't get into the army <laughs> until you're 21 at least. You know? I want to eliminate being able to try youth as adults. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. That's I'd, a... like to try, I'd like to try their parents civilly for the criminal mm. actions. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole lot of, you know, youth doing things. Yeah. But when you look at it, it's like, what are the parents doing? You know, the parents aren't pulling their weight on that either. It's like, what the fuck is happening? You know, why are but the parents why are the parents not involved in this? You know, when a when a child, you know, does something in the moment, responds, reacts, whatever it is in that moment, there's you know, the science is there. It proves that, you know, the front lobe of the brain is not fully developed where, you know, it 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 um, that deals with consequences and all of that stuff. So how are we trying a 14-year-old as an adult and then sentencing them to life in prison? Yeah. How do you put a 14-year-old in prison for life? I mean, I don't agree with putting anybody in prison for life. Um, because, it de well, depending. I mean, there are some people that are just so sick and twisted that you do have to put them away. But there are a lot of people that the circumstances, that momentary lapse of judgment or that momentary reaction to something and now they're you know now the rest of their life is gone yeah and well, i just i can't justify that in my head what's that, really sad to me is that you feel that somebody going into our criminal justice system and our prison system is gone like that it's not a reform anymore it's a form of punishment and storage that's sad the and the, li the living wage is the reason that people ever, can't be with their kids buddy you know what i mean to be performative ever it, it was built as um punishment right it was never that system was never designed for reform it never has been about reform exactly. it still doesn't you know it, there's nothing reformative about it right it's a punishment and it's supposed to make you hate it so much in there that you won't ever do anything again and you're going to be out here but you know what? In in your state, it costs eighty thousand dollars to house an inmate, and it costs thirty five thousand to send that inmate through college. And if it's a minor offense, I don't understand why it can't be go to college and then stay at the prison at night or something. I I would like to see reforms in that way to where people take it as an opportunity to learn a trade or a you know, get out of their situation and grow before they're put back into it. You know Absolutely. what I mean? We also need to change what happens once they do come home, mm -hmm. that that record doesn't follow them for the rest of their lives. And now they can't get a job. Now they can't get right. an apartment. Now they can't, you know, now they can't live a productive life. The entire system is yeah. set up. But what if the word, what if the word felony meant bachelor's degree? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what if that that felon went to school for four years before he was released, and now he has an MBA? You know what I mean? That we have to reevaluate when they're coming out, like what we plan on doing with them while they're there. You could learn to be a culinary chef if if it was set up properly, and the, it's not violent offenders. I don't, you know what I mean? We could give people a new life in a new direction by just incorporating college instead of prison. Like we do that with addicts. We say you can go to rehab or you can go to prison, right? Mm -hmm. Why can't we do that with the youth and say, hey, you know what? You're going to go uh, work at this co-op, this 3D co-op garden that we just built. Or you're going to do some civic um, action. You know, you're going to have to work or do something to better yourself. You know what I mean? I don't like and the I don't like the prison system at all. <laughs> well, yeah, it's stuff like that is where it's like we care about the youth. Do you really? Right. <laughs> that's and that's Kinda. and that's the thing is it's like you know you, you give it fun little names like oh the Department of Corrections. Okay, well mm -hmm. now that a person has paid their debt to society, you know, hey, can I go have a job? Well, no, we don't want you. Right. Uh, okay, well. What about if I do this thing? Nope. What about this thing? Nope. What about this thing? Nope. Okay. Well, guess it's back to crime then, because some can I, can people got to Can I change it by voting? No. Okay. Yeah. So, like, until you know, until you help, you know, until you figure out like how, you know, like 
if you don't figure out how to actually get people to rehabilitate, you know, mm-hmm. or, or actually help them learn how to be a productive member, you know, the quote unquote productive member of society, you, you, nobody can be surprised when a bunch of people that end up in the system, you know, especially as, you know, young, you know, younger than Jay is, mm-hmm. it's, it shouldn't be any surprise that, you know, they end they up follow in, that path. Yeah. They, or, you know, they, they never have the chance to, you know, learn or yeah. see or change and do, do any right. differently that, you know, that a kid as young as Jay could, you know, go from being in high school to never seeing the outside of a prison for the rest of their life. It's wild. Right. But I also can... knowing that what's the, what's one of the first things that pops in your head about a young say a young man who's going to prison what's one of the first things that pops in each one lost, of you quickly answer? lost lost potential <laughs> um parents failed i don't the first thing I thought of was a white person. <laughs> I mean, that's the crazy thing is, is 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 that's not necessarily wrong. It's just also not necessarily yeah. right either. But like, if I actually thought of it, I would probably be like, just mostly just like person. I don't know, person looking genuinely upset because of a probably just a mistake that they made i don't know what they actually did in this situation but like usually it's mistakes that kids could learn from yeah or like, like or you know if they actually had somebody who could teach them or somebody who could you yeah. know, step in before what they was your an- yeah. what was your answer deja uh, the first thing i think of is is um you know sexual assault is that now this person, that's the first thing they have to be concerned about. And mm. as something that, um, um, you know, did go to jail, but was lucky enough to not have to stay there. Yeah. Had I stayed there, I already knew that's what was going to happen. That was the first thing that people made very clear, including the guards. Wow. Yeah, like the correctional officers, they took me to the laundry room which had a big window to the open pod, the main mm-hmm. room where everybody gathered, and that's where they stripped me at so oh, that wow. everybody in the pod could come and watch. Wow. And so I knew that's what was going to happen. Luckily, I didn't, you know, I didn't end up having to stay there, but had I stayed there, that was without a doubt what was going to happen. So that's what I think, like, these people that are going into jail, we're talking about reform, but th- these people, they're not even given safety. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, how do you, there, there was a lot and it's very vague cause I can't remember where it was, but they were yeah. telling people that they had to go to prison based on their birth certificate and not how they identified. And I just, that's so sad to me that these, these issues happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. It is lost potential though, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely! Like, it's what I and it's the living wage thing. The parents can't be there if they have to work three jobs to make what they could have made at one job. You know, that's it's a big problem. I, and so, I work three jobs now. Right? Do you do you have time for a couple kids? No, no. Well, here they are. Raise them. It's tough. You know, <laughs> I'm not shitting on parents. It's a tough thing to do when the when society says. You know, inflation is at a forty-year high, <laughs> up eight to eight point five percent. That's tough when gas is twelve dollars, and now suddenly you have to take on another job just to get to your job. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I I saw someone talk about like the house in The Simpsons that Homer has. He's able to keep that pretty big house with the job that he has. I forget exactly what it is, but now that like what it is now it would be unrealistic for him with the job that he has to be able to even own that house right like it's extremely unrealistic without credit yeah it's just i don't yeah they're they see the issue in the country and they're not trying to fix it they're just like 
you guys right. have a problem. And the I gas see companies, you. the five largest gas companies just um, had to report their quarterly profits. Uh-huh. They, they, every single one of them broke records with their profits. So you want to tell me again how this is just about um, the war in Ukraine and the, you know, all of that. Same thing with a lot of these other businesses, like groceries are at an all time high products are at an all time high. We're blaming mm-hmm. it on the supply chain. We're blaming it on everything. But yeah. fact of the matter is a lot of these places are reporting record high profits and no one's trying to lower their price. Everyone is going higher. And it's, this is yeah. about corporate greed. This is not about, um, you know, the the state of affairs. For a while during the pandemic, I get it. There were a lot of places had to shut down. But listen, like now at this point, it's time to like bring things back down. And that's something that our government is responsible to do. But once Kinda. again, our government is not doing. It's it's up to corporations to lower their prices. Joe Biden isn't there for my hangnails and for the budgets of corporations. Instead mm-hmm. of buying stock back, maybe give a raise to your employees so that they can then spend that money at your store and other stores. You know, Starbucks is unionizing at by a hundred stores a day because of that. Because Starbucks makes record profits but won't include their employees Publix here the grocery store is owned the stocks are owned by the employees and it's an amazing concept you know what i mean so there's yeah. ways around the, this you can give people a living wage and a future based on where they work and promote from within and create incentives that keep them growing and wanting to learn or you can just shit on them until they quit and then pay the next guy to do the job half-assed Well, I agree. Corporations should be, you know, responsible, but we know a lot of them aren't. And that's where I should be able to step in and say, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. Right. Um, And, you know, we do in certain circumstances with the monopoly laws and, you know, that kind of stuff. But we don't use those anymore. We should use those. I just feel like right now they're they're just everybody is price gouging. Mm -hmm. And technically price gouging is illegal. That's right. Absolutely. Who's going to hold them accountable, though? And also, I just feel like with this, I don't know why, but I feel like there's a lot of pressure for people, specifically in high school, to get a job. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can barely keep up with my schoolwork in the first place. Why do you think I should get a job? Right. Because you got it too it's easy. Just, yeah, yeah, I know. I have to have a job and my thing out in in my school with hours of homework because that's good for my mental health and you got to be in geometry and now you can't get the college that you wanted so your whole life is screwed yeah but good thing Mm -hmm. you got 40 hours in at the dairy queen you know (laughs) yeah yeah sorry about that everybody yeah but it's important to understand that they're all strings and they're all tied together and, and working like fighting each other just isn't getting us anywhere, you know? So I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. I, I always say like Republicans are cringe, Democrats are woke, but the independents will decide in the end. So just be informed on who you pick. You know what I mean? Like I knew who Deja was. I would have voted for Deja in a heartbeat. And I know 70 100 of our listeners would have done the same thing and they could have been they could have been no deja that's one of our top as far as our conversations one of our top episodes of all time because people really wanted to know who you were and i that's why i wanted you on the show is because you do have from from sex worker to candidate a journey that people need to hear about that it can happen because I have sex worker friends and I say, you're so smart. If you were in a room with politicians, they wouldn't get away with half that shit. And and they feel that they feel with their past that can't happen. And I need them to know that it can because some of these people are some of the smartest, wittiest people on the earth. They can smell a scam before they even meet Mm -hmm. the person. And these are people we need in, politics in, yeah. in representation so i really appreciate your background you know what yep. i mean thank you i appreciate that it's funny i um i've been approached about writing a book and um you know i, I said you know maybe after my second term in um you know the white in, house and i said i already have a title picked 
<laughs> and they were like, oh, really? What is it? I said, from the whorehouse to the state house. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with trans issues. That obviously was a joke. But <laughs> then they were like, oh, my God, you know that probably sell. I was like, yeah, probably would. But I don't think I can name the book that. Right. And I, I don't know. Kelly and Conway's probably got that title all sealed up already anyway. I mean, there's a lot of titles I've seen <laughs> that would that would that that is it's like a tame title from what i've seen there you go. <laughs> if the youth says it's tame then it's got to be good right right <laughs> well i just heard somebody saying that she was she liked having sex and so she called herself a whore but then her on i don't know one site the the sex worker said you can't call you can't call yourself that that's our word and she was like but you don't want it <laughs> and it empowers me and so there was this whole discussion about just horror so I get it yeah no shoot Jay we yeah. have to have you back again <laughs> so Deja, you're, we want you back every month you know what I mean if we can listen just let me know. I'll, I'll make sure that I put it on my Google Calendar this time. I will. And maybe Brian will um, sit down and join us and have oh, a, yeah. a broader discussion because I'm so interested. Absolutely. Yeah, he's the, I don't know if you've ever seen like when he does do stuff like this, but Brian is super smart, super, um, just Good. one of the best speakers I've ever heard, um, very passionate about everything you know, the world, what he does, people, everything. So yeah. hi, Brian, we love you. <laughs> Thanks for taking care of Deja. Yeah. Yeah. Temperance uh, and yourself. How about, um, do we have anything to wrap on up on Jeffrey? Um, Jay, where can people find your art? Definitely. On the internet. That's crazy, bro. I'm just kidding. Uh, so I have, a Twitter and an Instagram and a TikTok. I have, they're all Jay's drawing, except on Instagram, it's underscores. And on Twitter, no, on Twitter, it's underscores. And on Instagram and TikTok, it's like dots in between each word. And I draw art. Yeah, it's, it's fun there. And yeah. <laughs> it's bright and it makes me happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it will hurt your eyes. <laughs> or, or, or or you'll be able to see it and you'll love it. Yeah, right. It's it's actually visually impaired friendly. I like that. Epic. <laughs> Deja, where where should we start following you now? Right. Go um, on all my social media. Um, just Deja Alvarez, and then both pop up because I have my political and my personal page but they're kind of intertwined anyway so okay okay yeah. i emailed you and and page didn't respond and i was like ah oh, i kind of wanted to get page to do a show too about like behind the campaign sort of stuff you know what i mean so we'll have to work on that too yeah absolutely all right well thank you so much for having me back i look forward to being back again you know how to reach me I do. jay it was amazing meeting you um, I will be hitting you up for some artwork. Too. Okay. <laughs> and Jeffrey, good to see you again as well. Good to see it as well. And hopefully I, I will talk with you all soon. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yay. That was fun. Yeah? I went into the other room just because I kept hearing myself through Jay's mic. To those who are ah. We will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and a yielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. I, poor little 
children yes we can one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character i don't have to tell you things are bad everybody knows things it's a depression in this lifetime you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself but it ain't about how hard you hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward how much you can take and keep moving forward that's how winning is done Welcome to Public, to public Access, Access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams Sunday on live YouTube. Streams. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Apple Podcasts. Stitcher Smart Radio Public. And Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. In the 